Hey, Shipper City. Thanks for listening. Before we jump into the episode, do me a favor and consider tapping that support this podcast link in your favorite podcast player. Every little bit helps us stay on the air and keeps us creating the content that you love. Be sure to follow along on social. We are on Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at iShipItPod. You can head over to the website, iShipItPod.com, to sign up for email updates when new episodes are released. And you can send us emails at iShipItPod at gmail.com. And remember to rate and review us on whatever platform you're listening to and tell your friends that you ship it. So take a second, do all of that while you enjoy a word from our sponsors. Thor ate a lot of Pop-Tarts in these fanfics. It is a hot garbage fire. Do you not know what sex pollen is? I mean, phantom seed. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't care. I ship it. Hey there, geek girls, geek boys, and geeks beyond the binary. This is Emily J with the I Ship It podcast, your safe space on the internet for fan fiction, fandom, and all that stuff you've been pretending you're not reading on your phones. Hello, Shipper City. We have a very special day here. A new friend has has rode into port here in Shipper City. Uh, we are so happy to welcome Ratchet, joining us for the first time. Welcome, friend. Thanks. Um, she did the thing that I love where she sent me an email and said, Hey, I have a, I have an idea for a topic and I'll be on your show and here's all the fix that I think we should read. And I was like, great. <laughs> I have to do nothing at all except welcome you here. So I am so glad that you're here with us. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> so. so glad to hear it. Um, all right. Well, Ms. Ratchet, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, introduce yourself to Shipper City. How, um, how long? Let's see. Let's talk about this. I feel like we've been internet friends for a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't remember if we were fanfic friends before we were podcast friends or if it was like podcast to fanfic. I can't remember which way it went. I but. found your podcast through your fanfic. So. Okay. Right. <laughs> cool. <laughs> like the second person who's ever given me proof that putting that tag at the end of my author notes actually brings me back to this podcast so it's proof that it works I know there are dozens of you out there so yeah and I found it I, I think I found you last year mm -hmm. through your fix uh, through fix I found the podcast and then I had to go back and listen to the whole back catalog <laughs> I accidentally and I listened to the first like episode of this podcast the other day by accident I just was looking on something on Spotify and it was like play from the beginning of like my my I ship it playlist and I was like whatever and I hit it and I started listening to the first episode and I was like oh dear god <laughs> I should record an apology for the first like 15 episodes because I didn't know what I was doing <laughs> so bless you for going back and listening to the full coming <laughs> <Tell me> you <laughs> So, so, yeah, and just listening to you talk, I, I feel so old. Oh, I'm, no! I'm Gen X. I'm Gen X. So. Right. Well, yeah. I was say, my husband's Gen X, so you're so, fine. You no, know, but just listening to you and the different ones talk about, you know, when when you found different things and, you know, you, you were watching the DVDs of them and I'm like, yeah, I was like 12 and watching it live. You know? <laughs> so, Exciting, though I love new perspectives so um well then let's start there tell me about your history as a fangirl tell me, uh, tell me how you first got started in this crazy this crazy life 
me and my sister, we shared a room and shared a bed. And we would tell each other stories. We would make up versions of Star Wars and Star Trek and all sorts of stuff as like eight, nine, ten years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, we were doing fanfic before we knew what fanfic was. Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> so, and we've always been doing stories of our own or stories, you know. Wouldn't mm-hmm. this have been so much better if they <laughs> XYZ? Yes. So, so yeah, just from the beginning, anything sci-fi. Okay. I've, so many things. Like I've watched movies that Mystery Science Theater did oh. before Mystery Science Theater <laughs> did them. <laughs> I, I remember watching movies and then watching it on Mystery Science Theater and going, but I love that movie. oh no why are they being so mean i love that i mean it was a stupid movie but it was funny so yeah total nerd, you know total went, nerd og love it went to a star trek convention as like 14 down <gasps> in pasadena really? yeah oh, <laughs> it was uh uh let's see next generation was out but so was deep space nine okay (laughs) i think deep space nine was like the big thing right then and then the captain janeway was like coming out the next year or two so they were talking about they were going to have a female captain and all that kind of stuff oh that's exciting So. (laughs) (laughs) so i mean that was my first experience like with like real nerd culture other than like my friends and all of us you know (laughs) talking about things otherwise just other than just like the way you were living your life yeah (laughs) um and then then i guess when buffy came out Mm -hmm. it was kind of at the same time as like the internet when we got internet in our home and i was able to find like fan sites that had fan fiction and that was like my first real introduction into fan fiction. Okay. As far as on the internet being able to read other people's stories and stuff. Right, 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 right. Okay, cool. Um, so when you do you recall when you so you so Buffy was your first like fanfic fandom, but do you recall like when you started reading actual fic where you did you have a moment where you were like, Oh my god, other people do this? No, that was it. <laughs> that was it. Okay. <laughs> It's like, well, I've been doing this my whole life, but yeah. So, oh, that's the no, best I feeling mean, in the world. We grew up in real, we're really rural. I mean, we're mm-hmm. not that far from LA and stuff, but mm-hmm. we're in the desert. Right. And, um, you know, we grew up in a town of, like, the first town we lived in had, I think, under 200 people. Okay really rural yeah yeah <laughs> that's like a village moved, yeah and then we moved to you know we moved like 30 miles away to an actual city that's i mean we had a post office we had a general store we had mm-hmm. a park and schools and stuff <laughs> you know right. we didn't at the other one okay. <laughs> um so we had friends that we would write with you know that mm-hmm. kind of stuff that we because it that. was rural we didn't have a movie theater we didn't have any of that kind of stuff growing up so mm-hmm. everything was in our imagination oh i love that so much it's so organic 
<laughs> we had to build our own fandom. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. Um, okay, so you said that it was so sci-fi was the big one, Star Trek, Star Wars, um, and then Buffy. Mm-hmm. And then okay. anything. Um, it it's really anything. Uh, like <laughs> our our mom was really big on reading to us, so like mm-hmm. we had. I think she read like a bunch of different um, Mark Twain books. I remember okay. my dad reading uh, Tom Sawyer to us as a kid and mm-hmm. us just rolling because it was so funny, you know? <laughs> and so anything could be like, oh, we should change this. We should change that. And I, yes. was, I was talking to a friend today, or a cousin today, that she was saying her best memory um, was spending a summer with us. And uh, it was the summer that Newsies came out on DVD. <laughs> and we were such a we big learned deal. All the, we learned all the songs and we learned all the dances and oh my god that's like all we did all that summer yes. <laughs> so so yes, yeah everything you've talked about is very much yep yeah just checking boxes <laughs> check 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 yeah. oh i love that though because that makes me so happy that it's like it's not i mean there's there's a part of me that I think everybody wants to be like, no, I'm the only person that's ever felt this way. It makes me special and different. But at the same time, like, this is so nice to hear. Like, no, 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 this is a, actually a universal fan fangirl experience. <laughs> all of these things. You love them all. You do them all. Like, there, there's a certain kind of person who watches a movie or reads a book or has some experience in life and goes, but wouldn't it be better if they fell in love instead? <laughs> It's so rare that it's something that you're like, no, that was good just as it was. <laughs> There's very few things. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe it's just, yeah, it's the, it's the innate like, no, but I think, I think it could be better. I think, I think I could make it better. Um, yeah. I don't know that there's, there's very few things I've ever walked out of going like, yep, I, I'm completely 100% satisfied. Check that box, close that door. I'm done. And then still felt that way <laughs> next week. <laughs> right no thank you i was gonna say because literally i got about four minutes of that with endgame i was like wow i feel super satisfied by the way that happened and then my brain was like but wait a minute are we watching the same movie Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was that was the total i i was like walked out of the movie theater going that was great they tied everything up and I think I was on the phone with my sister like an hour later going, what, what happened? Wait a minute. <laughs> Hang on. Yeah. Yeah. I think that if so many people, I mean, I, that I promise this is not going to turn into why so salty or an endgame rant, but I just think <laughs> if so many people had a similar reaction of like, yes, I was, I was bamboozled into thinking it was good, it was good for 30 seconds. And then as soon as my brain caught up and digested the popcorn that I had eaten. It's like, cotton as, candy. As soon as, yeah, as soon <laughs> as my whole body could get back to my brain, it was done digesting. And it was like, wait a minute. We've thought about this for a good minute and a half now. And none of that makes any, any sense. Um, it, it's, it's a total like cotton candy experience. It's like, yes. yay, it's sweet. It's good. And everything's fine. And then you hit crash from the sugar and you go, wait a minute. What that did nothing it? for me. <laughs> Why why do my teeth feel so crunchy and I can't remember why I feel this way? Why um, am I slightly nauseous? Yeah. Yeah. Why exactly. am I slightly nauseous? That's yeah. it. Yes. So that's I mean that's that's wonderful. I'm 
Oh, that makes me so happy. Um, what was I going to say to you? Okay, so when you so you're on the internet with Buffy, you're <laughs> learning the the Newsies dances as you should. Uh, <laughs> Since you're no longer burdened by the the struggle of having to rewind the VHS of Newsies <laughs> to rewatch every dance, um, so what? How were you kind of interacting as a as a fan in that point? Were you doing like um, message boards, or or was it just like you and your not friends? really? Just because it was mostly just me and my friends because my 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 parents were very strict about don't talk to strangers you know i mean this is before you know this is right when the internet really started Mm -hmm. taking off Mm -hmm. and even then they were like you don't know these people (laughs) these are strangers you don't talk to them but like i would get on and like print off books (laughs) (laughs) yes and then i had folders and i was like and then you three hole punch them and you put them in a binder so you could take them to school and read them no it was it was the folder it was the (laughs) it wasn't the actual it was the reams you know the ones that were together oh that's even better (laughs) with the reels on the side yeah yes yes that you fold into little little springy Mm -hmm. things Uh and you had to like like scroll it out yeah <laughs> yes like it, was dead, it was yeah it was like the dead sea scrolls of kid <laughs> oh this is wonderful i feel like a i feel like a um like a like a fanfic anthropologist right now <laughs> like learning about all these different ways that people found fanfic and, and experienced it before i was allowed to be on the computer for more than a half an hour at a time <laughs> I was I was talking actually I was talking to my husband the other day about my mom was like super super scared that I was going to be abducted by somebody that I met on the internet like that was her <laughs> biggest fear when I was like eleven and on AIM cha- or AOL chat rooms mm-hmm. which I shouldn't have been on she was right and <laughs> I had no idea who I was talking to but she was like she would have all these crazy rules like you can't tell anybody your real name I'm like well obviously. And she's like, and you can't tell them, like, you can't give them your address. I'm like, mom, why would I do that? And then her other (laughs) thing was like, never, ever, ever show anybody a picture of yourself Mm -hmm. online because they can use it to like track you down and steal you. (laughs) And these are all valid concerns. Like today, I feel like my mom was just like living 20 years ahead of time. She was ahead of the curve. (laughs) She was way ahead of the curve because I was like, I remember being like 11 and just looking at her like, mom, where would I get a picture of myself to put it online? Like, where would I, how would I even do that? Like, what are we going to do? We're going to borrow uncle Ken's digital camera and wait four days for one tiny picture to upload into our, into into our windows PC with its four gigabytes of Ram. Like what, what do you, how am I going to do that? And she's like, well, just, if it ever comes up, never do it. And I was like, okay. And then like, the more I thought about it, I'm like, even if I had a picture of myself online, which at this point I was 11, I did not actually have a photo of myself online until I got <laughs> Facebook when I was 18 years old. So seven years in the future, she was already living. And I was like, well, where would I, mom, where would I put it? She's like, what do you mean? I was like, like, what, like, where would it go? How would somebody find it unless I emailed it to them? She's like, well, don't you ever do that. <laughs> I was like, okay well in this mythical world you've dreamt up it sounds very dangerous and scary you've got a lot of rules so someday when all those rules apply to me i'll be sure to follow them but yeah she was just she was just living in the future (laughs) yeah i I could remember like uh, because i was telling my friends about buffy when it came out because i have Mm -hmm. friends that 
didn't have TV growing up. Okay. You know, so they had lots of movie, like they had a TV in their home, but they didn't right. have where we lived. You were lucky if you could get two channels. Okay. <laughs> Unless you had cable, right? <laughs> right, right. And, and a lot of places where we lived, you couldn't even get cable because we were so okay. far out in the sticks. <laughs> the cable company was like, it's not worth it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, so I'm talking. So I'm trying to print off pictures. Of them, like, this is what I think the guy in the story should look like. So I'm trying to print, print off a picture of, I think, David Bronzia or whatever his last name is. <laughs> I'm so bad Boreanaz. at last names. Yes, thank you. <laughs> his name up with the club. <laughs> David Bronzianis. I love it. Um, but... So I'm, I think it took a, over a half an hour for the picture to <laughs> upload and then print it. Oh, and oh, the dark like early days of the internet. Dark version. <laughs> I can't even imagine what it what it looked like because I remember like the super heavy inkjet printers and like yes, everything and totally looked, everything was <laughs> was wavy because it was so much ink it was just like spewing out everything you had to like let it dry like hang it up like an old photo and it kind of like kind of like if you like when people put like english into google translate and then translate <laughs> it to something and then translate it back to english <laughs> it was like that but in picture form <laughs> so it's a vague idea of what somebody thought david boreana should look like exactly <laughs> if they if they hand drew it in pixels i love it <laughs> um so you were saying so were you when you were talking about david boreanaz and you were printing out a photo of him and you said like I, this is what i think the guy should look like were you actually like using him as like a as a face claim for a, a an original character that you were working on in like a story yes. with your friends yeah uh, yes i we knew were. it i knew it <laughs> like, i've done that <laughs> I know what he's talking about. Well, and like like I was telling you before, you know, the book we're working on, there's a number of characters that's like, okay, this is this character and this character combined <laughs> into this, you know. Yes. Characters, but. Um, well, this is actually a great time to bring this up because you are the first published author that we've ever had here in Shipper City. Um, Shipper City, if you recall, last summer and then this past winter right it was january yes yes okay so back in the summer uh last year i had recommended the first book in the terrigene chronicles um by morgan rr hayes and then this past january i recommended the second book the sequel which i was lucky enough to get to read early ahead of time thanks um <laughs> But Ratchet here is one of the uh, one of the three writers of of that series, so uh, this is super exciting for me because I get to talk to a published author. Of not fanfic, of OG fic, um, of, uh, of regular. It really is fanfic. <laughs> Everything is fanfic. <laughs> I'm I'm totally a hundred percent on board. Everything is fanfic. Yes, it's just how far removed correct. it is from the original source material. I was gonna say, if it's an AU of an AU, it's original fic. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> Somebody said something about told me to write a, a spinoff of an AU series that I had written, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, I had to do, I was like that, that meme of the woman with all the math in front of her face. I was like, isn't that just original fiction then? <laughs> How many AUs do you have to get away from us from an actual p- bit of property before it's, it's just, it's your own thing. Um, well, it's, it's funny you say that. Cause like one, the site that I was, that the only site that I've ever written any fanfic on, it's now mm-hmm. gone. I was actually trying to find it when I sent you the links for this because there were so many great stories on there. I mean, we're talking probably a couple thousand stories that are just was gone it? now. And it was, oh, I know, it's <laughs> like the saddest thing. You're like, where did they go? <laughs> it was. And, um, but I know of at least two authors on there mm-hmm. that took their stories down and basically changed the names. And oh, so they filed off the serial numbers. <laughs> They're, they're published authors, you know. That's exciting. And, and their stories were so good. And all they had to do was change descriptions of the characters mm-hmm. and names. Mm-hmm. That's all they had to do because they had such a good story already. Um, <clears throat> that is the beauty of the AU. Some people are like, oh, I don't like to read AUs. I'm like, no, it's not about what people like to read. It's about what you like to write. <laughs> <laughs> and if you ever find yourself as a you know in in a, in a position where you're like I really want to publish a book like I don't have anything I don't want to start a whole new manuscript oh let me just look at my AO3 page I have these <laughs> thirty seven AUs that are all fifty thousand words or more I'll mm-hmm. just do a little bit of massaging and there you go oh man <laughs> if only that's what I want to do. Um, so, so with the Terrigen Chronicles, you said it's like there's a mishmash of. I know there's at least one character that gives me very strong Elliot Spencer vibes from from yes. Leverage, yeah, from Christian and, Kane vibes. And he was very much. So he was like fan casting, you yes. know, was totally <laughs> Christian Kane. Uh, and yes. then you know, personality wise, some Elliot, but then some others mixed in um actually the name that i used was based mm-hmm. off of mark shepherd okay um because his name is mark um driver okay and driver's yes. another is you know another word for a shepherd like a, yes it is a driver of, you Look know you. so there's a lot of things Look like at you that. sneaky beaky <laughs> um uh the main the captain of the ship is basically Dean Winchester and um, yes. yes, and Oliver Queen from Smallville. <laughs> okay, um, before I get into, we talk about, I mean, this is going to be a little bit later on that we talk about the fix and we talk about the Smallville mm-hmm. stuff. But when you're talking about when, when the Oliver Queen that is mentioned in the Smallville fix is from Smallville, not from Green Arrow. Correct. Correct. Right, okay. Which right. is Justin Hartley, <clears throat> who's on... Um, Oh, what's the show called? About us or Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Tall, gorgeous blonde. Yeah. Right. But not but not the guy who's not, who plays him. No, not in Stephen the other Bain. one. Okay, okay. No. Um all right, cool. Because I yeah. I have watched only a couple episodes of that guy. <laughs> um, he's, he's okay, but he's He's, uh, so the Smallville Green Arrow is mellower. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's like so much less intense most of the time. I was going to say, the thing with, uh, with 
with that with that guy with Stephen. What's his name? Sorry, Emil. Stephen Emil. He's yeah. He's very intense, and I just remember watching the first couple episodes and being like, I assume at some point because I know the show went on for a couple seasons. The director sat him down and were like, Hey, man, you don't have to clench your jaw so tight to deliver every single line. Like you can just take a couple breaths. I didn't get through. I mean, I got through a few seasons. Uh-huh. I didn't get through most of them. Through the whole thing? Yeah. I got I got through to where Human <laughs> Felicity finally worked out. Um, right. And then I got spoilers that, you know, not in-game. <laughs> that you weren't in-game. I was like, you know what? I'm not stopping here. Yeah, this no. Is where sometimes this you for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got to take care of yourself and you got to mm-hmm. stop when your shape is canon. Yep. It's like, okay, I'm good now because they're going to just screw it up. Yeah. Oh, they will. They mm-hmm. will. They take anything good and they just fucking ruin it. <laughs> well, and you know, the, the really funny thing is she, I love Felicity's character, but I love mm-hmm. her character because she was basically based off of Chloe Sullivan from Chloe Oh, this is so funny to me. This this whole thing because this is not a phenomena. I did not know. I until you and I started talking, I did not know who Chloe Sullivan was, um, <laughs> because Smallville was so far off of my off of my radar. I and in my brain, you may laugh at this. Uh, in my brain, I confused it with Roswell. Okay, yeah, they um, were on at the same time. And they, were they were on some the same- days. Some days they were on on the same day together. I think. Yeah. And they were both on this. Yeah, they were both on the CW. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, and and like they, they probably had crossover actors too. Pretty. <laughs> yeah, they had very pretty uh, teenage people, late Supposedly. or early yeah. early two thousands. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. teenage. Uh, big air quotes there. Like yeah. they were very pretty, late mid to late twenties people pretending to be seventeen yeah. um, or younger and <laughs> or, or younger, <laughs> failing miserably at looking the part, but. But that's fine, um, and and you know the supernatural elements and the aliens and the and the whatnot. But Roswell was so silly, <laughs> and so for a long time when I heard people talking about Smallville, Smallville went on for like ten years, right? It was on yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Um, it, so it's very much like like Buffy or like Supernatural, where mm-hmm. it went on and then after it quit, then they had like the comics and yeah, people it, just you know it kept going kept going yeah um because yeah i just remember hearing people still talk about smallville and thinking like how is that horrible show still on <laughs> and then I, i'm like i've not watched a single episode of smallville i have never seen a single <laughs> frame i convinced myself that it was roswell and i watched three all three seasons of roswell <laughs> and they were so bad and so dumb <laughs> i made it i made it through a cut i think i made it through the first season of yeah i mean all you need to know is that up until the end of the third season liz parker is still introducing herself to the audience and saying i'm liz parker and <laughs> And I was like, why, Liz? We know who you are, babe. Like, we've been with you every since you got shot. Every step of the way, we have been. Oh, spoiler alert. It happens in the first episode. <laughs> You've been introducing yourself, like, mid-sentence. <laughs> it's really inopportune times to the audience over, during your voiceover the whole time. She does it through the whole thing, and it's absolutely ridiculous. It. A friend of mine, uh, we had a drinking game where every time she did it, we would take a shot. 
Oh, and it was good times. <laughs> so, um, all right. So, so what was I going to say to you? Oh, um, but do you want to, I don't want to even know. Cause like now we're talking about, I feel like we should just, <laughs> we should just jump into Chloe Sullivan. Let's talk about this. And then that can be kind of our lead in into, um, the great topic that you brought for us today. So we'll just, we'll just switch my little, my little, uh, my little outline around a little bit and that'll be, that'll be totally fine. <laughs> We're flexible and fluid here. That's the good thing about an ocean, right? <laughs> That's right. An island nation. We can go wherever the hell we want. Um, so, okay. So Chloe was, you know, the way that you introduced her to me was kind of, she was sort of Darcy Lewis-esque in that she was very, she's super popular in the fandom. There was a lot of discussion about her being a little black dress character. And that's why okay. everybody loved writing her because i've never heard the phrase little black dress character (laughs) so can you please tell me what that means so So that i can add it to the fan dictionary the character for every occasion okay she's smart she's funny she's the character that you want to identify with the most okay but she's not not necessarily a main character she's not a main character and she's not a mary sue because she doesn't do everything perfectly she's just She's, she's very versatile. But she's need also, a character. when you look at the characters in the show, she's the most actual, real human character. Because <laughs> okay. you have all the main all right, characters that's, that's cool. doing all the right things or all the wrong things when they're supposed yes. to. And then you have this character that's a little more human. Okay. And is the one making the commentary of, why would anyone believe that? <laughs> right. Okay. You know? Yeah. All right. So yeah, that, that's great. Yeah. And because of that, she's the one that most people identify with. Okay. And that's why a lot of times, I think, why Darcy's such a big one is because her story's so open-ended. Right. You know, we can give her any backstory we want, really. And mm-hmm. and we have, and we will, and we can, we'll continue to do so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right cool see and- now you are here for like 20 minutes and you're already adding to the fan fictionary i think <laughs> this is going to be a lovely relationship <clears throat> but yeah the i think so the it used to be called um so the the fan site was i think naughty seduction it was oh. ns um, okay and it was michael rosenbaum and mm-hmm. Allison Mack. Okay. And it was, they had other fix on there, but it was all Lex Luthor and Chloe Sullivan. Okay. And Lex Luthor was, that Lex Luthor is the only one I've ever liked. As far as like, you know what? I get where he's coming from. I can, mm-hmm. I can see why he's doing what he's doing. All the other ones, all the other portrayals I've seen of him, he's always the comic book villain. Right, you know, I've never seen one where it's like, you know, I don't get it in what you know what his deal is, other than he wants to rule the world or whatever. Okay, <laughs> and in that, I mean, I it took, I watched that show all the way through, and until he was dead and gone, mm-hmm. I didn't really like Superman, <laughs> and even after that. Oliver Queen was there, so I still didn't really like Superman. <laughs> so are you saying that Superman is the Harry Potter of his own series? <laughs> like, where Harry Potter is nobody's favorite character? 
Superman was very Luke Skywalker. Okay. You know, he was yeah. kind of the whiny kid, like, <laughs> I want to, <laughs> you know, and like at the end, he finally pulls it out and turns into the, you know, the big superhero. But until then, is most of the time, he's just the emo teen in the background whining about, but I don't want it. <laughs> whining. There's a lot of whining and a lot of piney. I mean, it was yeah. a CW show. Say, it sounds <laughs> like it's par for the course for everything the CW's ever put up. Really? A pretty is. a pretty boy whining on the CW? Say it isn't so. <laughs> and then if you go back and watch the episodes, it's like, yeah, you kind of drove Lex Luthor insane with gaslighting. <laughs> you know, you know what? I support Lex Luthor. He just wanted you to that. shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, a big fan theory was, like, if Chloe had changed sides, because <laughs> she was superman's you know girl friday she's the one that she figures out who all the superheroes are on her own no one ever tells her okay (laughs) right Um, so there's got to be somebody who can see through and and (laughs) see through the glasses (laughs) insane because he was trying to figure out in the very first episode clark saves him he crashes his car into him lex Luthor crashes his car into mm-hmm. Superman, it folds around his body, and he's fine, and he drags him out of the car out of the water and stuff. And then he's like, no, no, you didn't hit me. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his car pulled out of the river, and there's like a human-sized hole in the front, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then he wants to be friends with him, but not show his superpowers, even though he saves him every week mysteriously you know it's just listen this this sounds i would turn into a supervillain too if i had a friend who was that shady and i was like i just want (laughs) to hang out man why are you so weird i would absolutely turn into a supervillain as well yeah so so it was one of those things where it's like a lot of the a lot of the um a lot of the fix were uh fix it fix Mm -hmm. where where you know basically Mark isn't an idiot and tells his friend who and and the first like two th- two seasons he is his friend and he's really trying to be his friend <laughs> you know <laughs> no <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really sad you know that you've got this messed up kid from a bro- trying to be your friend and you gaslight him the whole time um, <laughs> you know who's the real villain here right Clark <laughs> <laughs> but um so a lot of them so many fit so most of the fix would stop and go all all, um au second season and Mm -hmm. then almost all the other ones went au fourth season okay fourth season (laughs) i love when there are obvious schisms oh yeah in the fandom we're like we just can't abide this anymore (laughs) and then it totally jumps the shark yeah yes totally goes insane so um so yeah so i i was gonna say now if i if i do sit down and watch smallville, smallville i'll remember that a bunch of shit went down after the second season and a bunch more shit went down after the fourth season yep. and i'll be prepared um so so chloe was obviously the big fan favorite i saw um i was doing a little bit of of research and i saw that somebody one of the showrunners had said that the mail that they got like the fan mail the questions that they would get 
as writers and as showrunners, they were like, it's a Superman show. You'd think that most of these questions would be about <laughs> Superman. But nine out of 10 letters that we get are people asking questions about Chloe Sullivan's backstory. And we're like, why do you care so much? She's just there to like be the only human that can see through all the nonsense. Like we just kind of threw her in there for fun. Well, and she was like, I think like the first, um, at least the first season, if not the first two or three seasons, she was like the last of the regular cast or the guest appearances. <laughs> okay. You know. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. was at least like fifth, mm-hmm. you know, in the casting order. Um, she was, she was just a reporter at the school paper that was friends with Clark and his best, which was a guy mm-hmm. that disappears. And funny enough, I think because of, um, some kind of scandal i don't remember what it was but he kind of funny (laughs) mentioned scandals like you know in real life i think he went to jail for something okay i don't remember what a good reason to write him off the show he's doing time i think like supposed to came back and he was supposed to like keep coming back and then come back again and then he just didn't have him come back yeah that's fair. Um, so, so, uh, so Chloe, I mean, she, and, and Allison Mack finished her 10 years yep. on the show, right? Okay. So she finished the whole show. Um, so Chloe was still a huge fan favorite, but let's, speaking of scandals, uh, let's talk a little bit about the, <laughs> the dark side of Allison Mack. Um, <laughs> I was so I yeah so so Ratchet had sent me this idea and she had said uh and how Chloe Sullivan was a fan favorite until everything that happened with the actress who portrayed her and and Allison Mack and I was like uh, I don't know what that is so I googled it <laughs> friends <laughs> I was thinking perhaps uh a sex tape or some sort of, you know, tryst. I was not expecting that she was a huge member of the creepy sex cult Nexium, which was recently, uh, she's recently pled guilty to a lot of horrific charges uh, in association with that and is in jail I believe, and will be for quite some time, um, which is nothing uh, other than like to compare to the founder of said sex cult, uh, who is serving, I think, 120 years in prison uh, for the crimes committed while he was the head of Nexium. Yeah, I, I've heard Go what was going on <laughs> and followed it a little bit. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to leave it alone. I don't need to know what's going on. It's getting handled. That's- <laughs> it's done now. Nobody, I did not watch here. the HBO documentary. Yeah. <laughs> I did listen to, I listened to Michael Rosenbaum's and he interviews. A lot of what he talks about is like mental health stuff. And mm-hmm. he had, he had one of the girl, the girl that I guess, really spearheaded the HBO documentary. He had her on. Mm-hmm. Um, Kristen Cruz? Crooks? 
I don't know how to say okay. her last name. She was Lana Lang. Um, okay. And I guess um, Allison Mack tried to get her into it. And she was like, like she went to a few of the classes and stuff. And she was like, mm-hmm. this isn't for me. So Smart. Uh, <laughs> but it was really interesting listening to them talk about it. You know, they talk about how she was always this really nice girl but she kind of kept to herself and then she Mm -hmm. changed you know yeah and and (laughs) you know all i could think is it just goes to show and then what i heard with when when he was talking to the girl that did the document a lot of things that happened and i think i think allison mack was in her early 20s when she got involved in it Mm -hmm. yeah you know and yeah. so all I could think is, you know, she was a stupid kid that got screwed up and, th- you know, got her head messed with. And, mm-hmm. you know, she was a victim that turned into a villain, basically. Yeah, yeah no, for real, though. And, like, I had actually one of the things that I had read was one of the people that she tried to, uh, that she, well, she had actually, you know, got her into the cult. Mm-hmm. And um, she said, you know before I found the people, you know, at Nexium, I was like barely hanging on to my contract. They were going to recast, you know, I was like, I had no confidence. They were going to recast me. I felt like they were going to recast me every other week. I felt like I had no career, you know, no solid ground, mm-hmm. all this stuff. So it was like all of this praying and this, this woman that, that was talking, doing the interview was saying like, yeah. And I was working as, you know, a, a cocktail waitress at a catering company. And I was going to these like Hollywood parties as a server and, you know, all I wanted to do was be an actress, but I was like the cliche of like, but I'm a waitress instead. And I'm a waitress in Hollywood instead of being an actress. And she met Allison at one of these parties. And I was like, I was exactly where you were. And I can totally tell you, I can take you under my wing. I want to, I want you to be successful in this industry. I want you to, you know, and it's just like, oh God, the whole thing is so gross. Because <laughs> all of the pressures that made her turn into a villain, she's then taking and throwing out to this other girl. And it's just mm-hmm. so bad. Uh, um, Shipper City, if you do want to actually hear more about the Nexium thing, because it is pretty fucked up, um, <laughs> it's it's very in depth uh, and it's 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 crazy. But I would recommend listening to the podcast called um, "Escaping Nexium," and uh, that was actually produced. The woman who is the main person who. The, the podcaster speaks to the host of the podcast speaks to um, she was a friend of his from high school. And when they started recording the podcast, it was before all of the lawsuits happened. Oh, wow. Um, so they actually, all of this happens, all of the legal stuff with her coming out and with her, you know, being sued by Nexium and, and all of this before all the criminal charges are filed and everything um, that's all happening during these episodes so it's really cool because it starts out she meets up with the host like by accident they were both home for thanksgiving or something and he was like hey i haven't seen you in forever like they were both like with their kids at a park and he was like hey how have you been and she's like oh i've been okay he's like what have you been up to and she's like i just got out of a cult <laughs> That's and a nice he was breaker. like <laughs> That's interesting. I'm a journalist looking for a story to do a podcast on for my network. Would you like to talk about your cult experience? And she was like, uh, yeah, sure. Why not? You know, what's the harm? (laughs) 
and it turned into everything that's turned into if we're coming out about the whole Nexium thing. But it's all happening while they're doing the podcast. It's all happening in real time. Is like she's oh, wow. comes to record one day and is like, I just got served with a lawsuit. Like I'm being sued for millions and millions of dollars and all kinds of crazy stuff. So it's really good. So Escaping Nexium is a good podcast to listen to. Uh, but yeah, so so everybody's favorite fanfic gal. Chloe <laughs> is unfortunately now forever tangled in the the fall which, from grace, <laughs> which is crazy because it's like Chloe would have been the first one to like uncover it and like, <laughs> stick all terrible. the superheroes on him. Yeah, <laughs> when you think about when you're like Chloe Sullivan would be on your ass, Alan Mack. <laughs> She would be tearing down those walls right now. She would be dragging people out into the street. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're better than that. <laughs> be like, be like the character you played for a decade. Um, but so, so the the whole reason that we started talking about this uh, was because of the topic that we were going to talk about this week, which is sort of the problematic element um, in in popular fandom. Um, things like things uh elements people such as creators or actors creators or actors or yes things like that um you know i mean the one that always jumps to the top of everybody's like wow kind of don't know how to feel about this anymore (laughs) i think is is uh is harry potter and jk rowling and her obsession (laughs) obsession with other people's genitals. <laughs> like she is such a proud turf now. <laughs> and 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 so dedicated to this bizarre course of of discourse. This bizarre sort of like digging her heels in no I'm I'm this turfy person. I this is what I want to spend my time on Twitter railing about. Um and I just, I mean, the only thing that I always really think of is like, what a waste of a platform. <laughs> like that woman had the world eating out of her hand. She created the most popular book series in, I don't know, the history of time, <laughs> um, certainly in children's literature in the last hundred years. And, you know, a film series, theme parks, billions and billions of dollars worth of merchandise and video games and board games and whatnot. And, and this is, this is the hill she chooses to die on. (laughs) I just, I mean, what are your thoughts? Let's talk about this. Let's talk about how that relates to. I really think that. Okay. So I usually have two thoughts. Okay. Usually with a case like that, my brain goes, Wow, did you just totally run out of ideas and torpedo your career? <laughs> it's like, were you done? All signs point <laughs> to, yes. <laughs> you had nothing else to say on this, so you had to go there, you know. Uh, so, yeah. either that or, like, with Joss Wheaton, whole thing going on. Uh-huh. It's like, wow, you bought into your hype. Yes. You know, you yes, had so he did many buy into his hype telling you that you couldn't do anything wrong so when you started doing things that you know, really shouldn't yeah. you didn't have anyone there to tell you no or the people that did you didn't listen to because you bought into it 
Yeah. I mean, that's, that's fair. I think with, I mean, the, the thing with JK Rowling on her Twitter account, which I don't follow anymore because it was just getting so upsetting. <laughs> um, because it's like, it's, it's incomprehensible to me. I'm like, you are spending so much time on this hill when, and then I think to myself, but then I thought to myself, like, but at the, at the, at the very least, it means that she stopped releasing these horrible facts <laughs> about the Harry Potter world that nobody was asking for. And in fact, once she started doing it, we were begging her to stop. So I think your thought of like, she just had the one good idea and like, <laughs> that's it. That's, that's all we could have asked of her because the, the second book that she released that was non Potter was not great. Um, <laughs> it was like about local politics or something. And everyone's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it was like about like a, like a, a small district in like, northern england like mayoral election or something it was so weird um and then and then most of the time she spent on twitter was like let me tell you about harry potter's erectile dysfunction as he grew older and i'm like i would rather Why? die thank you like i don't want to hear about this like i i, I don't know oh my god you know i i kind of missed all of it because <laughs> because like i like i told i'm a i'm a older enough than you to when when all those came out i had little kids that mm -hmm. weren't interested in reading yet right you know so yeah. it was not on my you know i was at dora when, when right. <laughs> so not an issue for me you know yeah I yeah, like yeah. A little tiny like like you know the picture books of star wars for my kids and that kind of stuff yeah. and and so <laughs> by the time they were old enough to get into that, the Lord of the Rings movies had come out and they were mm -hmm. into Pirates of the Caribbean and Lord of the Rings and all that kind okay. of stuff. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it, it just never, I think we watched like the first movie together and they mm -hmm. were like, yeah, it's okay, but they liked the others, the bigger fantasy yeah. stuff more. Yeah. So. Yeah um <laughs> but yeah yeah there was there was a it was a spell there uh, uh where she was just she would like randomly release like notes that she had made about like the wizarding world as if and it and and honestly like there was a time when as potter fans we were all like oh gosh i wish she would like tell us more like <laughs> random little facts about like the wizarding world it and sounds like wanting was like something cool Joanna. It sounds like she was trying to do like what Tolkien did as far as yeah. like he did his whole like encyclopedia of everything and mm -hmm. built out the whole world but it's like that's not the parts that people want to know. <laughs> yeah I mean then it was like somebody had the horrible idea of like okay so Hogwarts was founded a thousand years ago. Indoor plumbing only happened 500 years ago <laughs> what did they do in the castle and i think people were like you know expecting her to like to like Magic. brush it yeah. off or like joke around about it or something <sighs> but instead <laughs> she like outlined this very like graphic thought piece about like 
how everybody would like have like certain parts of the castle where there were like invisibility like wards up and like that like people would basically just like go and like shit in a corner is what she was saying is okay, like, so they had enough magic to make themselves invisible, but not enough magic <laughs> to like send it away somewhere. And everybody like, was like, "Magic toilets, like, like, you yeah, never no, have to worry no. about the septic tank overflowing." Yeah, no, didn't, <laughs> no, didn't think about that. She was like, "Oh no, they just like they would go to the corner and like they were still visible, but like they would like then take a shit and the shit would be invisible." And it's like, what? <laughs> Oh my god. Why did you feel like leave that one in the ask box, JK? Leave it there. <laughs> Nobody needed you to answer that question. Or, Nobody. or maybe take more than five minutes to think about it. Just like yeah, how would this be a come... wonderful way of fixing this in this world? <laughs> yeah, come I mean, she up has with magic. And that's she the best she could come up with. Said <laughs> even. They had magical heated magically heated outhouses. That would have been fine. Like <laughs> They would have figured that out, um, like, but no. How this, could they mm-hmm. not magically? I mean, they can magically teleport through chimneys, right? Yes, they can how do can a lot they of not things. Magically teleport crap through a toilet to somewhere else. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. It's I like, mean, how it did was... they not have magic plumbing? And then she like also alluded to the fact that like there were too many students and too much waste. And it was like, there was like an issue at some point. I was like, wow, this is exactly what I always wanted to know about. Like medieval Hogwarts where the shit was just flowing down the hallway. Great. Trying to make, you know, the plague happen at Hogwarts. (laughs) I mean, there was that, there was like, then there was the thing about like Harry's, issues as he grew up and how it like creates a wedge between him and Ginny um and, like how Hermione has to like use a remember all to remember to pee after sex she doesn't get a bladder infection I'm like I remember oh, you talking about that on one of the podcasts god <laughs> JK just stop so then she did she listened because we were begging her, please stop. And she was like, instead of ruining your day daily with a horrible Harry Potter effect, I think I'll attack trans people. It's like, I won't ruin your childhood anymore. Just your, you know, everyday <laughs> just, life. I'll just ruin your current experience as an adult. I was like, oh, okay, wow, we really can't win with you. I think you're done. Um, I think you should just be quiet. <laughs> Say thanks for all of the piles and piles of cash. And retire quietly to your castle in Scotland and stop <laughs> making public statements, please. That's all we're asking at this point. Like, we don't want to know anything else. We don't want you to publish anything else. We don't want to buy anything else from you. We don't care. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> Thanks. You're done. Um, but yeah, the Joss Whedon thing, uh, I, I completely agree that he has, he absolutely 100% bought into his own hype and kind of, I, I very much see that he viewed himself as untouchable as far as like his own personal behavior. Well, and I wonder too, how much not to make excuses, but mm-hmm. he seems like a very awkward person in real life. Yeah. From what I've seen of him. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder how much, things started as him just coming across wrong Mm -hmm. and then turned into a huge issue because he didn't get his point across the way he wanted to and then was like do you know who i am kind of yeah you know um i (laughs) i think i mean and i remember 
watching Buffy on the WB when it was the WB. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot what yeah. the initials were before it was the CW. Um, I remember watching Buffy on Tuesday nights, and um, and loving it so much. And I remember having my my VHS tapes of and because they were VHS tapes, I could have two episodes per VHS. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and there were interviews with Joss Whedon at the beginning of each episode where he talked about why he wrote this character or this, this season or this episode or whatever. Um, because in the first couple seasons he was writing and had been directing pretty much every episode. Um, and of course, Buffy is, is his creation. And I remember him talking about like how he thought, because like when he thought about, when he thought about creating Buffy, he was tired of the trope of the cheerleader always being the victim and how cool it would be if instead of being the victim, she's this like total badass who like takes back the night. And like, that's all well and good. Did you, did you watch the movie? I did. Yes. (laughs) Cause see, I I remember, I think we watched it in the theater. so. (laughs) Uh, So, I mean, I can, I can understand where he's coming from with, Mm -hmm. with how possessive he was of everything. Yes. But again, the way he went about it. Well, and, and, and it feels like they're never like, as far as his view of what he was creating this, you know, quote unquote, feminist icon, um, that he never sort of developed that to, to be an idea that could grow. So like his idea of a feminist icon is still a 95 pound blonde teenager in a bare midriff top <laughs> who can throw a decent punch. Well, now it's kind of creepy, Joss. <laughs> well, see, and for me, you know, the Buffy was where I started watching mm-hmm. this stuff. Mm-hmm. But for me, Firefly is like, it's your jam. It's, it's where I think everything came together for him. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the characters in there, you know, there's four main female characters. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they all epitomize different roles. Right. And they're all strong in their own way and everything, which I really appreciated with his writing. Mm-hmm. But, but it's, yeah, he has to keep falling back on the teenage. Yeah. And the, 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 the young, super small, hot fit, usually blonde um you know who can who can do kung fu is like his uh, clearly at the center of all of his fantasies but like you know he that was and that and and to be you know perfectly fair in 1995 that was groundbreaking on tv yeah but going forward you know when that horrible screenplay uh option of when he was he almost wrote wonder woman (laughs) you know, like the first 30 pages or whatever that were released and everybody was like, oh dear God. Like it's a Themyscira full of Buffies. Oh God, I'm glad I missed that. (laughs) Yeah, it's just a horrible idea. It's horrible. It was horrible, horrible, horrible. And they were all, you know, as skimpily dressed as possible. And it was very much playing into the whole like, you know, male gaze version of Themyscira being Paradise Island because it's only women. Um, 
and it sounds you know, that, like he kind of went back to the whole like 60s 70s 80s comic books too with that then yeah yeah, yeah. um not not the vision that's, we were that's, blessed there's with no from Patty Jenkins. yeah yeah it's the, that's it's exactly that it's like with his work there's no progress and then when people come forward and talk about the way that they were treated on set mm-hmm. and when they worked for him like charisma carpenter for instance and all of the the you know the things that she went through the 10 years or so that she worked with him um you know it's it's somebody i think yeah who's absolutely bought into his own hype who wasn't told no enough um who was treated and acted like the golden goose <laughs> yeah of the the wbcw world and and got away with a lot of stuff because he his because his ideas made so much money yeah um which is gross of course it's gross <laughs> disgusting um and i also think the fact that he writes characters who are younger uh which then of course invites casting actresses that are younger who maybe don't have the experience don't have the confidence in their own career um to feel comfortable saying like no i don't want to do that or you know please don't talk to me like this or you know even like i don't need this job i don't need to take this from you however it is um that that all sort of plays into that very, very toxic yeah. thing about Joss Whedon. Um, can we talk about the Nevers since we're talking about <laughs> yes. Joss? Yes. All right. Can you tell me how you feel about the Nevers? I really liked it. Okay. I, I really liked how everything came together. And I... I appreciated that there wasn't much of the typical Josh stuff in there Mm -hmm. as far as like the girls that are younger are age appropriate and period appropriate. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the ones that are the ones that are in other situations are obviously consenting adults. And (laughs) yes, you know, it's a non-issue. Yeah. So, so I appreciated um, that. It felt like it did feel like growth to me in that well, it's, area. It didn't. It didn't feel like a Joss Whedon property. I'll put it there. I'll start with that. I um, I saw a lot of things that I was like, oh, that's Buffy. Oh, that's Firefly. Mm-hmm. You know, there were a lot of things that I could see it, but there were a lot of, but like it felt very different too. And he, um, and it wasn't just him. I know. I mean, he yeah. created it, but uh, yeah, I know the it, it person definitely that's felt like it now had mm-hmm. a lot to do with it too. And say, it definitely felt like a lot of a lot more collaboration. Yeah, um, I loved, I loved, I loved, I loved Penance <laughs> so much. She yes. was my favorite. Um, she definitely felt like the Willow of of the mm-hmm. show. Um, I liked the idea. I mean, some of the things I thought were... I thought she was she's totally Kaylee from Firefly. Okay, yeah. And then um, no, I I haven't seen it since it came out. Mm-hmm. I should have rewatched it. But but her love interest, yes, Augie? it's totally Simon. It's it's Kaylee and Simon's <laughs> relationship from Firefly. It's like Just... they're so awkward. <laughs> so yes, many. they are. They keep putting their foot in their mouth and. Uh-huh. yeah it's it's their whole relationship from firefly it's so funny um, and, she, and she's even a redhead 
<laughs> like even their coloring he, he's yeah. same coloring yeah that um, that cracked me up but some of the i mean some of the visuals were so gorgeous i mean the actual uh mm-hmm. the the event that happened the yes yes what made them touched um i mean that whole that whole thing was gorgeous and the the woman singing um when when yeah uh Amalia, you know, mm-hmm. heard all of the when they translated all of her words, and, and Amalia started crying. I mean, it was all gorgeous. The only I have the the issue that I have um, is that I was like a hundred percent on board episodes one through five. <laughs> one through five, I was like a solid fan. I was like, this is beautiful. I fucking love this. This is great. The writing is tight. The story is compelling. I love it. I I'm so curious to see how this ends. Um, and then the last episode happened and it felt like somebody told them somebody saw one through five and was like, we don't want to do this Victorian shit anymore. <laughs> you got to change it into something else. It felt to me super disjointed because like to the first like 20 minutes or whatever, not 20 minutes, like maybe 10 minutes, the first chapter, whatever that was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I was looking at my, I kept like looking at my phone, like, am I, I <laughs> like, is this something right else? Yeah. I, I was I like, actually, I kept like hitting started, pause. When it started, I told my husband, cause, cause the episode before when we went to watch it, it went and jumped back to the first episode and we watched mm-hmm. like the first, the whole opening sequence of the first episode. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, are they just recapping? That one started. I'm like, did they screw up and play something different again? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? No, I thought it. Yeah, I thought I had touched the wrong. Like I kept hitting pause to make sure that like the Nevers episode six actually came up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and so I was like angrily disjointed out of my like pleasant little fantasy <laughs> steampunk, you know, steampunk with magic victorian era whatever like i was like violently yanked out of that and i was very upset about it and i thought like i get what they did i get i i totally understood the whole the whole storyline i'm trying to i'm trying to say all this without giving any spoilers (laughs) away um i think if they had taken this is just my personal opinion i think if they had taken that that first very confusing part of the last episode and maybe if they'd chopped it up into five or six pieces prior and started each episode with a little tiny bit of that, it would have been confusing, but it wouldn't have been so like jolting. So jarring. See, I, you know, I felt like because of what you see at the end of the very first episode, Mm -hmm. I was expecting something like that. Okay. I was like, Oh, okay. This makes sense, kind of. But to me, I was sitting there questioning, um, like, like once once they were in the building mm-hmm. at the end of the at the beginning of episode six, they were in the building, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. That looks too familiar. If they were going to yeah. do something different, they should have done something different. That looks too familiar. And then mm-hmm. when the reveal comes, I'm like, oh, okay, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> you know? But 
But to me, I was, I, it took me out of it because I was questioning, why does that look familiar? It shouldn't yeah, look it, familiar like that. It was so, it was so different that it, I couldn't really focus on what was going on. Mm-hmm. And they did the thing that he loves to do sometimes when he writes sci-fi, which is every other word is some made up sci-fi nonsense. <laughs> And it's like, okay, yeah, we get it. It's the future. People talk differently, but you have to be able to understand them. So maybe Mm -hmm. dial it back just a little bit. Um, So it was so, it was so different that I was like distracted. And I was like, are they, is this an, like, did they go through time? Is this an alternate universe? Is this an alternate universe? Mm -hmm. Is this the future? Is this a different planet? Like, what is this? Mm -hmm. And so it was too much it was too much for me to like even care about what was happening. I was so confused. I couldn't care about any of these characters. And then, you know, when everything kind of was revealed the way that it was, I was like, but it just, that to me sort of, it was, it's almost, it, to me, it was like, it kind of cheapened everything else. Uh, yeah. Um, because I was like, well, then like it, it was, it, it almost kind of felt like it was like that. Oh, it's just a dream sort of you know and it wasn't like that's not what that you know that's that's not me spoiling anything that's not what happens it's not just that's a dream, just but the it's feeling like, you got off of it is yeah that it was like oh that just the end and oh that yeah was just and you're like oh, well that's not what i i'm i'm not invested in this weird space nonsense i'm invested <laughs> in penance like that was i'm like no go back let penance play with her electricity and like you know give me the 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 solving the the murderer crime and and like give me that stuff that's the stuff i was like really into was like the human element like i don't really mm-hmm. care about all the extra crap um so it just it felt like a weird almost like a weird cheat yeah and and like it wasn't the original plan like like i said it felt like somebody watched season episodes one through five and was like mm, this isn't gonna work if you want a second season you got to do something different yeah well, and I know this is supposed to be like the halfway point of the season. Oh, well, that's even it, weirder then. This is supposed <laughs> to be like the break in the middle of the season. There's supposed to be like six more episodes of the season. Oh, all right. Well, I guess so. I'll just wait and see <laughs> if I'm angry then. We'll just have to bring you back and talk about it then. Um, but when I so did when we like- talk about. Yeah, go ahead. I did really like that no two turns are the same. Yeah. No, there's so that much was good really cool. stuff. There's so much good, like, I mean, and, and it's the, you know, it's kind of it's like steampunk the X-Men. X-Men. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, yeah. it's the X-Men thing where, like, you know, there's there's the doctor who, lucky enough, uh, <laughs> has the healing power, um, you know, already in the right like, profession, great. But the- then there's also the you know, the woman who, who breaks things when she touches them. Yeah. Horribly. <laughs> but again, all the turns tend to have something to do with what they were doing before. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like penance, you know, she was yeah. doing inventing stuff, small, you yeah. know, fixing things on yeah. small scale. And then she got her powers and Augie um, was always fascinated with birds and then he could, you know. The little girl, I can't remember her name, but the little girl who's just... The language? No, no, no. The one um, uh, 
it's just her is when she said, uh, what's your term? Mine's that I'm extreme, extremely large. <laughs> and like, that's all she is. She's just a giant. I want to say Rosemary or yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Like she's like 12 or whatever. And she's just gigantic. She's like, three stories tall. <laughs> yeah. She's just the biggest. She's just, just huge. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think like, well, that's a shitty turn. <laughs> <laughs> Like there's no magic there. You're just the size of a house, mm-hmm. literally. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yes. I mean, I think there's just so much. There was so much good stuff. Yeah. And then it was just like, oh, this had so much potential, <laughs> and then you just had to fucking ruin it. <laughs> I think. I think that's one place where we differ, though, is because I'm such a sci-fi nerd at yeah. heart that I was like, uh-huh. yes, yes, you know? you're like, ooh, space, and, then, and, and then I was again, like, uh, space. I, <laughs> And I'd latched onto that in the first episode. Mm-hmm. So I okay. was kind of expecting something. See, to me, in the first, after the first episode, I was expecting them to go into the water and find what had crashed or disappeared mm-hmm. or whatever. See, that's what I was thinking was going to happen. I was expecting, so. see, I was expecting that too. I figured they were going, that her jumping in the water and, and everything that happened, that, yeah, you know, yeah. With all of that, like, I, I expected that they were going to, like, by them. Or something. Yeah, yeah something that they like had you know taken a special interest in her and that's why she could fight and that's why she can do all those things um but but yeah um i i was expecting something different than what i got <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> it's okay it's not your fault no um but i i mean i said there was so many beautiful beautiful elements and so many fun things and i i loved so many of the characters um that yeah i mean just like little things like the the woman who could turn who turned things to glass when she touched them yeah um and and she's sitting there with grapes and she's turning them to glass and she's dropping them (laughs) and because she's mad and and i just remember penance she's like you know you have to clean up all that glass right okay (laughs) (laughs) she's trying really hard to be supportive but she just keeps looking at this giant like growing pile of broken glass she's like you know i have to clean this up right Mm -hmm. okay as long as you know as long as you know just making sure um but but yeah i mean and i loved i loved the grumpy sunshine uh combo between molly and and penance um i love i'm a sucker for grumpy sunshine uh combo that's my in in any form (laughs) in any form yeah best friends are romantic or whatever Uh, yeah you just give me Mm -hmm. a grump and a a ray of sunshine and you put them together and i'm like yes that's Mm -hmm. perfect stop there we're fine. Um, so yeah, so there's, there's so many good things about it, but I, I, I'm curious to see if they can win me back. <laughs> Cause I was not happy at the end of that episode. <laughs> Damn it. I'm so involved. I was so invested. <sighs> it's like that, you know, Tyra Banks. I was rooting for you, Joss. We were all rooting for you. But at <sighs> the same time, I don't see it coming up too much anymore either, mm-hmm. you know, cause they're they're dealing with that where you know where they are right then i don't see any more flash forwards or anything right so yeah so now i don't know i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen now. i have no idea <laughs> couldn't have predicted the space stuff either so who knows um but so okay so when we're talking about you know how much we we can still enjoy the nevers it, i think it's so much easier to i think separate the artist from the art um when when you don't look at them (laughs) well yeah well i mean honestly when you don't have to see them yeah so you know 
uh, the Nevers didn't really feel like it was just a Joss Whedon thing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I can still, I can still enjoy Buffy and Angel because they meant so much to me when I was a teenager and when I was in college. Um, you know, I can still, I can still enjoy those, those stories and those characters without feeling like I can't do this anymore. I can't watch this anymore because Joss Whedon is such a piece of garbage um, to his actors, to the other people that he works with, you know, whatever. Um, but things like, <laughs> I mean, things like the Cosby show, like I'll never oh, be God. able to watch another <laughs> no. episode of that. Like no. you can't do it. Well, you can't and, do it. And I think with that, because he's portrayed as such a role model in that, you know? Yes. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I know Bill Cosby's for, for me, like with the Allison Mack thing, Mm-hmm. when it all first came out and it's like i really want to read this story that i've read you know five or six mm-hmm. times before and it's you know one of those fics that you go back to and you go back yeah. to yeah and i was like you know what because um uh veronica mars came out mm-hmm. a couple years after and mm-hmm. she was i mean they didn't say she was based on allison mack it's a different creator and everything yeah or not allison mack but chloe right. but I mean, if you look at, like, the promotional footage and stuff of the two, you know, she's an investigative reporter that's going around, ferreting things out, and she's got her camera, and then the next show they put on with a blonde, similar build, similar look, she's a private investigator that goes, I mean, (laughs) right, yeah. And so, for me, basically, I just recast her in my head with Kristen Bell. Because they look, they, they look do. They look very alike. similar. You know, yeah, they were one mm-hmm. of those celebrity mm-hmm. lookalike kind of things, and right. it was like the same character <laughs> when you yes. got down to it. Yeah, very yeah, totally. similar personality, all that kind of stuff. So for me, it was like until I get over this, and like I said, I just stopped watching all this stuff on it. It's like mm-hmm. you know, it really yeah. doesn't affect me personally. I don't need to get into all this drama. It's not right. Me. It's not right. helping my mental health in any way at all. Yeah, no, totally. So, so probably for like the first year, that's mm-hmm. what I was doing was, you know, yeah. and anytime anything came up and I avoided anything that could even slightly like the, anything that was, um, any non-con, anything like that. I wasn't going mm-hmm. a year with her in it because, oh, yeah, yeah, you know. And and there were different things that weren't tagged that way that I would read and it would be like, yeah, you know, even though it wasn't anything obviously that, but anytime anything slightly hinting of it Mm -hmm. would come up, it's like, yeah, I don't feel like reading this anymore. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, that's the, and that's the beauty. That's supposed to be hot, but it's just not hot. But it's just, (laughs) yeah, like there, there, there are definitely some um some fix that that i read that i'm like i get to a point i'm like i know this is supposed to be hot and i'm sure there are a lot of people who think that it is but it is not hot to me and i cannot do it i'm so sorry and i you know just there were just a couple have to... spots in the one in the long one i sent you that i was like really you thought that was hot <laughs> i just but you know some people did so i i mean yeah i mean we're not here to kink shame uh yeah. but yeah there's there's 
there's always there's like two or three things like if it's tagged especially like you know yeah non-con or, or you know dub con i usually just like well it's not for me sorry yeah um but yeah there there's <laughs> there's sometimes you know you're reading a fic and you're like okay this is cool i'm into this i'm into this and then like it gets sexy and you're like yeah all right i'm still here and then there's like one word or one like or, grab or something one yeah. something <laughs> that you're like oh gross <laughs> Or just yeah. like, oh man, did you have to use that word? Did you yeah. have to say you that? Did you have used to... a different word? <laughs> like, so also then options. there, yeah. And then there are sometimes I'll read something and be like, if somebody said that to me while we were having sex, I would laugh in their face. <laughs> I would laugh so hard and it would kill the mood. Um, so no, I have to back out of that one too. Um, I mean, that is obviously the, the joy and the beauty of fanfic is if you don't like something, you just hit the back button. Yeah. Um, and you know we don't. We don't that was irritating we don't. when you're like twelve chapters Thursday. Oh right, <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm so invested like, in this. Do like, I really I, want to go on? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I gave you so much of my my day off reading this, <laughs> and, and now you play me like that. Um. So yeah, I've got people mad at me at the last chapter of my of my most recent fic because they <laughs> agreed with with Steve's ending and not. They're not happy with Bucky yelling at him, and I'm like, okay, well, oh, I, I love that part. Thanks, <laughs> but thanks, me, it I did too. I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't think I told you this. It's like I wanted Steve to walk up from your other fic <laughs> to be like, yeah, man, I know that's Darcy, not me. Come from on, the long, from the long way around. I wanted Steve to walk up from the long way around. Oh, me too. <laughs> it's like, okay, you need to do an alternate, alternate just, universe where like, you have those two meet up again. Like, I just want. Steve and Darcy from the long way around to go have coffee with Bucky and Sarah right? from the thing with feathers and everything will be perfect and happy. And I don't know how that would work, but I want it. Um, it has to so be like that's... older versions of themselves. They could hang out with Rebecca. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, sweet Becca. <sighs> yeah. So I'm sure there's a lot of people who got to the end of my fic and were like, I gave you 12 chapters and you just play me like this. And this is <laughs> like, it's like, no, no, that needed to be said. <laughs> also well mia was funny because she she saw a bunch of those comments and she texted me and she goes why are people even reading your stuff if they're expecting you to agree with endgame at this point you made your opinions abundantly clear very clear i know it's a new fan but it's a new pairing people don't know me yet (laughs) two new people that i've i've hooked in and they're they're not aware of my hours <laughs> of recorded rants about this exact topic at this point hours you can listen to me, bitch about this exact thing <sighs> so um so yeah so the other thing that you talked about um that i really did want to mention before we get into our fix uh was when something is you know considered problematic or which I don't even like that word. <laughs> it's a problematic like, word. It's a problematic word. Um, well, and it always just, I don't know, for some reason, I always mm-hmm. want to say it with a French accent, like, c'est problématique. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's like, because people throw it around, like, well, yeah. that's problematic to you. Well, that doesn't mean that it's problematic to everybody. And it maybe doesn't mean that it's problematic at all. Maybe it just means that you're super sensitive. And that's okay. And that means it's not for you. I um, do like it better than triggered. Because... Yes. <laughs> yes. Because yes. Be 
talking about panic attacks, PTSD episodes, that kind of stuff. Triggers are like professional, that's like a professional mental health term. Exactly. Like, there are things that you need to be actually aware of that like could deeply, deeply upset and affect somebody's yeah. day and affect somebody's, you know, sense of recovery in that moment. Um, and, and yeah, so, so that's why, I mean, that's when people were like, I can't believe, you know, these are, these, these children, these youths <laughs> on the internet saying things like, I can't believe people are still using the word squick. Just call it a trigger and be a grown up. And I'm like, okay. Uh, no. <laughs> no. I will never give up squick. Ever. I will go down with squick. Well, see, um, I feel like problematic is just a big word for squick. <laughs> it's the squick. It's the new squick. Is that what yes, you're saying? Yeah. Because I can me, accept it if it's the new squick. To me, that's what it is. You know, All right. so when I hear that word, that's what I think of. It's like, yeah. It's like, well, it's like, it's, it's, just, <laughs> it's just one of those, it's one of those, it's like champagne. We're like, it's only champagne if it's from the champagne region. Otherwise, it's sparkling wine. It's like, what's well, only problematic if it's from a certain region. Otherwise, it's just sparkling squick. <laughs> that's what it is. Okay, good. Perfect. Now we've, now I can like it. Now I can like it. If it's sparkling squick, I'm good. Um, <laughs> But so you had talked about the idea of of how fanfic and, and transformative works can kind of reclaim that sense of ownership. Um, I think especially in like the Harry Potter and the Buffy fandom, um, maybe also in the Firefly, I don't really know because I haven't read a lot of Firefly fic, but um, with all of these, you know, Joss Whedon related allegations, uh, I and I saw it with... Um, with Harry Potter of people kind of leaning even harder into their, their head cannons and into their fan and into their fanfic <laughs> and into their fandom, kind of like an act of rebellion. Yeah. Well, you can't tell um, me how my characters would act in my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I love that idea of like, it's, it's like taking, you know, um, taking death of death of the author to another level of, you know, it's not, these aren't your, these aren't your characters anymore. This isn't your world. Like this is our world. Now you gave it to us. Um, so whatever you do from now on, it doesn't matter because you can't take this away from me. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's great. And in separating the two, it's like, I think a big part of it is so, so many people are so wrapped up into the idolizing of the Hollywood Mm-hmm. elite or whatever yeah that because of that when something happens i can't enjoy the things i enjoyed before right it's like if you didn't care what jk rowling you know if nobody was paying attention to what she was tweeting and stuff mm-hmm. you know if this was early 80s 70s and yeah. her books came out and were as big of a hit no one would get anything from her except for maybe uh, a fan convention or yeah or and and then she would be she would probably have cards and she would be reading what her handlers wanted her to say mm-hmm. and you know she wouldn't be tweeting after she drank a bottle of wine or whatever <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever the hell it is that goes through her brain you know she so amps up for one of her of that, rampages you know her work would have to speak for her Mm -hmm. and if her work started sucking like it did then people (laughs) just wouldn't read her anymore yeah 
you know, but they would still mm-hmm. love the books they had. And, yeah, you know, the same for, you know, before with movie stars and stuff, the reason people started idolizing them so much was because they had the propaganda machine behind them and they only mm-hmm. showed what they wanted. The studios wanted them to show. Yes. And, you know, that's why it became so big to follow them. Mm-hmm. But that was all tailored to the characters they were playing. Exactly. And it was never, you know, it was never real. I mean, I also think that that goes along with like the idea of people demanding uh, statements about current events and, you know, political events and things like that from these celebrities. Yeah. It's like, why do you want their opinion on it? Well, and it's you like, know, <laughs> and somebody's like, Sebastian Stan hasn't said anything about Israel and Palestine. And it's like, I don't give a shit what Sebastian Stan thinks about Israel and Palestine. Like, yeah, I mean, it's like, he's not from there. He's not from there. He has no skin in that game. Like, and, and, you know, sometimes a lot of the time, actually, uh, people who become famous actors get that way because they're really good at being attractive uh, and talented and reading a script and developing a character. Um, But that doesn't mean that they're, super smart or well-versed in current events and they don't have Mm -hmm. to be so this idea of like well every celebrity has to make a statement otherwise they're on the side of the oppressor it's like you trust me you don't want to know what (laughs) most famous people are thinking about well and like (laughs) to go back to um uh michael rosenbaum's podcast Mm -hmm. you know he talked about how he's talked about a number of times how because the Lex Luthor character is the one he's most famous for, mm-hmm. you know, and so when he meets people, they expect him to be that character, you yeah. know, and ha- yeah. you know, so many actors and actresses, like the the guy um, Jack Gleason that played Joffrey on Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. you know, he quit oh, yeah. acting. <laughs> he quit acting because people treated him like he was that character. Yeah, you know, he was a great actor. Isn't that terrible? (laughs) I mean, it's the same thing like what happened with, you know, people were like sending death threats to Wyatt Russell after uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. It's like, he did such a good job. I mean, he's obviously not going to quit acting. He's supposed to be the bad guy. He's the heel. Like, he's the heel. You're supposed to hate him. Mm. We hate him. Great job. (laughs) (laughs) He did his job. Look how much we hate him. But I mean, but because people have that opinion of them, Mm-hmm. you know and then if and then the people go in there expecting their favorite character and come out with a real person with flaws yeah that they weren't prepared for right yeah and it's like you know what leave them alone and enjoy with what you like <laughs> you know? yeah for real i mean that's just like that's a lot of it's like i don't need to know like it's this the whole celebrity culture in general like going on tumblr after you know <laughs> i'm not on that one <laughs> you know, save yeah. yourself don't go on don't um so to go on tumblr you know 15 minutes after chris evans has been even like hinted at being in the same room of of a of a woman <laughs> who isn't like a member of the cast that he's working with 
people lose their minds. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do you think they're dating? Do you think that's why she's in this photo of him on Instagram? You can see her elbow in this other photo of his on Instagram. I'm like, oh my God. It's like she was actually just his his Uber driver, but <laughs> well, it's like I mean like yeah, know. I mean there was like uh you know, he's he he and his his dog had like a puppy date with uh Allie Raisman, the gymnast. Uh they're, I guess they're friends, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> she brought her dog over to his house and they each took photos of their dogs playing together or something. And like the internet was like, here's 47 reasons why we need to cancel Allie Raisman. <laughs> like, what? She just, yeah. like, she went to her friend's house with her dog. Like, what? It's like, they could, they could be friends. They could have just met. They could be in a relationship for a long time it's no one's business yeah, and, it's <laughs> like, and none of that has anything to do with how many times steve rogers is going to kiss darcy lewis in my next fanfic exactly. like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry chris you could do whatever the hell you want but like the image of steve rogers that you have portrayed is mine forever um but you do whatever you want your life and choices have no mere bearing on that at you least know. up to a point you know up to a point it's <laughs> once yeah. you're off the rails then you know that we're just gonna leave that behind <laughs> well let's yeah that's what, what i use her for that's <laughs> exactly. why we have a little tag called canon divergent um <laughs> the best <laughs> the best tag au canon divergent no powers <laughs> Hey, no, the I like the powers. Okay, <laughs> you like say. powers. All right. Those are, there are some people who are like, give me that AU, give me that no powers AU every single day. <laughs> like, I feel it. <laughs> it's like, powers get in the way. <laughs> See, I like it, but a lot of times, if the writing isn't really good quality, and fortunately, mm-hmm. I can say yours is, yours is oh, very thanks, good quality. Man. But a lot of times you'll read the no powers ones. And if it's somebody that's just starting out or somebody that's mm-hmm. just not a really strong writer, it feels like I'm watching my favorite characters in like a Hallmark movie or yes. <laughs> like a Lifetime, you know? Yeah. So, so I, I kind of, that's one of the ones that I'm kind of like, maybe a few powers. Like, how about just a couple powers? Just yeah, just like throw just something, something or I recognize. Like, I, or like I, I rather read, you know, like the, the we, we all live in the tower, or the compound, mm, or wherever. Yes, you know, because yeah, there's powers, but they're not a big part of it. It's not know? the point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like they didn't feel like they had to change everything and weren't right. strong enough to get yes. there. <laughs> Yeah, no, the, yeah. the the powers are just sort of a thing that's in the background, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, man, yeah. I just, I did see somebody, I think it was on Twitter, they were like, give me that no powers AU. The powers just get in the way of the domestic bliss. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> that's how I like to do things. Um, so so let's talk about these fix. You brought me two uh, Chloe Sullivan fix. Now, I did not finish Talking in Your Sleep just because it was 70K. Um <laughs> And that was a I, short, long one. I, I, <laughs> there was another one I read this week. I just finished it yesterday that was like right at 200. And it's like, you know what? This is a better written story. I should have sent her this one, but there's no way she would have gotten through no, it all. I, was, and I, I tried really hard. Also, the other thing was that it's on, it's on fanfic.net and my brain yeah. felt like it was like rewiring itself. 
<laughs> I was like, wait, where's my, why are there no margins? <laughs> Give me my, mm-hmm. I need my margins. I need my space. I need my, like, I need the way things are. Like, can I just take this and put it into... <laughs> So I should have sent you the other one because the other one is actually on Halo. It on Halo? <laughs> I don't realize how much, I mean, I know how much time I spent. I know how much time I spent on AO3, but I don't realize like how, how much my brain has been configured to be like, well, this is the correct way to format a fanfic um, <laughs> for, for internet reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I forget that I cut my teeth on fanfic.net. So I know how it's formatted and I know, I remember how it works, but it's like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Re, uh, it's reconfiguring the wiring and like you know, twisting the old wires back together. Um, but I did, I read the, so the first of the Chloe Sullivan fix was the, a variety of hoods. These are both by Blue Suede Shoes. Yes. Um, and these are both on, uh, on fanfic.net. So keep in mind, uh, it took me a second to remember that there is a way to increase, this also made me feel very old, <laughs> to increase the font on fanfic.net because it's set at like eight point font uh, well and if if you're on if you're on your phone like Mm -hmm. i do all mine on my iphone Mm -hmm. so on on fanfic.net there's a reader view oh so you can just tap on your your bar at the top and it gives you the option of reader view and it brings it up to actual readable size i was (laughs) definitely like let me get my bifocals on to squeeze no, it. Like, or like your 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 scroll, you know, you pinch the screen and you make it bigger yeah. and then you have to scroll to the side to free the yes, Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Oh god, this is exhausting. <laughs> so there's nothing to do with the writing whatsoever. It's just it's just the formatting on fanfic.net. Um, and I'm pretty sure I read part of hers on LiveJournal originally. <gasps> oh no, I can't even imagine what live journal what reading anything on live journal would be like right now. Yeah, oh, you, you had to go each chapter was like its own page and then you had to go find the next page if they didn't yes. link it it was like and if they didn't link it you had to go back to their page and then like sometimes they'd have like an like a like a like a page just for the but the only time it, the table of contents was listed with the links with the one page and then you had to like yep. oh my god oh the dark ages <laughs> kids don't know today how good they have it um so the first one was a variety of hoods uh by blue suede shoes and I thought this one was adorable. And Having... I sent that one because of your Robin Hood episode. Oh, <laughs> you're cute. Um, I, I got excited. I was like, oh, I love Robin. I mean, you know, yeah, I love Robin Hood. Um, and I, I think it's cute that she was watching. Uh, she was watching a different. Oh, they had a, whole, a lot of different opinions on, all, on the all, different the different, all the different versions, all the different brands of Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, and it just—it was very cute. It also felt like a, like I was reading it, and I was thinking to myself, like this could super easily be a Darcy Lewis fic. Like this could very mm-hmm. easily be like a Darcy and Steve fic. Um, so I could see how she's she's definitely like a, a little black dress kind of character because I could I could easily sub in Darcy for her. Yeah, um, <laughs> especially especially in this in this scenario since it was very much like it's just a domestic cute little night at home uh, kind of fic. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, they did talk about my personal favorite Robin Hood, uh, Kevin Costner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even if he has no English accent. <laughs> no English accent. Um, yeah. It's inexplicably from Southern California. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I thought it was adorable. Um, now, I only got a couple chapters into Talking in Your Sleep. 
But why don't you, um, if you want to give like a little recap of it. Um, <laughs> I just finished rereading it right before we started. So you're like <laughs> well versed. <laughs> <laughs> I did skim quite a bit of it. Mm-hmm. But no, I. it's very AU because in, um, in the show when uh, Green Arrow, Oliver Queen show up, he's already dating her cousin, Lois Lane. Okay. Which always was weird to me that then they decide, you mm-hmm. know, it was just, you know, the whole everybody sleeps with everybody CW. Yes. You know, the CW thing, yeah. Fine if you slept with her sister the week before, nobody That's cares. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> so... So I I really liked that, you know, he's, Lois is dating someone else mm-hmm. right at the beginning, and it's it's a non-issue. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, and then I, it's kind of a you got mail situation mm-hmm. where she's corresponding with the superhero and doesn't know the secret identity, and it's, it's just... I liked that. Yeah, I liked mm-hmm. that trope better than like the, the the standard. You know, he puts his glasses on and she doesn't realize he's Superman. <laughs> yeah, no, kind of, kind of the, thing. At the end, uh, so you probably haven't gotten this far. But I haven't, but that's okay. Points. There's points where the author actually puts in notes at the beginning of chapters where I've gotten a lot of people saying, but just bear with me. <laughs> I understand <laughs> by this point. He's such a good guy, he would have told her, and she's so smart, she would have figured it out. She's like, we're almost there, trust me. (laughs) Yeah, there's, you know, there's there's so many uh, contrivances in fanfic that it's like, just suspend your disbelief. I know. (laughs) But in this one, it's actually because she only sees him in the dark. Okay. You know, she never really sees him fully lit. She's, Mm -hmm. it makes more sense than her seeing the regular guy all the time <laughs> and then seeing the superhero not going i know who you are stupid you know? right yeah so. the only i'll say like the only good moment of uh the green hornet no green lantern uh was <laughs> when like you're just wearing was what she was like i've seen you mask. naked do you think and because i can't see your cheekbones i wouldn't know who you are <laughs> exactly <laughs> And how Jordan Green Lantern is actually in this. I don't know if you've gotten that far yet. No, I haven't. I love it. Yeah. It's oh, really I love good. It. And it brings in it brings in more of so I don't think Green Lantern's ever in Smallville. And I know Batman isn't. Mm-hmm. He's like like someone mentions going to Gotham, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that they have a guy in Gotham, but that's it. You know, like they don't ever yeah. say Batman. They don't say the words. They don't ever have. The they probably. Yeah, I, was, I wonder if they just couldn't. They weren't legally allowed to. They weren't. They, they yeah. weren't. I love that. I love all of the <laughs> all of the workarounds they have to like. We yeah. can't actually say. <laughs> we can't so, say Bruce Bruce Wayne or Batman. So, oh, that's but, cute. but in fan fiction, we get all of that. Exactly. <laughs> so, you don't have to worry about. Yeah, you don't have to so worry about it, legalities and. It doesn't get real angsty. I do mm-hmm. like angst, but it doesn't get angsty. Um, it's uh, it does get very smutty. 
Um, Excellent. But again, like I said, there's a couple parts where I'm just like, oh, I'm going to skip that part. <laughs> skim, 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 skim. But again, it's like one action. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know there's people that think that's hot, but yeah <laughs> but i'm not one of them so. <laughs> no thanks um yeah so so they're both like i said they're both by the author blue suede shoes they're both on fanfiction.net and they will be linked in the notes but um yeah talking in your sleep is a 70 75 plus i think it's like seventy-seven thousand words 21 chapters what i have read so far has been really compelling um and i like that it's like a like kind of a classic it feels like a very very classic like superhero kind of yeah sexy storyline like it's like there's like my i don't feel like like her life is in super danger like i don't feel like it's like high high stakes it just feels like like very in canon for that universe and something that because people have such strong opinions about the way different characters were in the show Mm -hmm. um there can be like if you're if you scroll through the different um the blurbs for each story mm-hmm. you know there's a lot that are like beware there's a lot of bashing here there's if you uh-huh. like clark don't read this <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of that and and because different parts of that show were just so badly written <laughs> cw it suffers from cw syndrome mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly so so but what i liked about this one was everybody's fairly much at their prime good characterization of the character mm-hmm. in yeah. this one so there there wasn't yeah. any points where you're like oh i hated that part of this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right yeah they mm-hmm. kind of just just sort of cherry-picked mm-hmm. the best versions of everybody exactly which is nice yeah and that is something nice uh when you write when you write fic for something that has been completed um that has been long since you know it's when it's over over and you can just say like okay well <laughs> so i want you know the angel from seasons one through four and the cordy <laughs> from season three and you know you can just say exactly. like the best yeah the best mm-hmm. versions of each um so so yeah i totally I totally agree with you there that everybody everybody feels like the author was like yep this is the best one i'm taking i'm taking that thank you yeah so i appreciated that part of it <laughs> definitely um so those were our chloe fix thank you for that introduction she seems like a very sweet character i'm sorry she what happened to the actress fell <laughs> the actress who played her and like i said if if you have any issues with it just imagine Kristen bell <laughs> yeah i can do that she's so cute all, i could all of the descriptions fit they still <laughs> so. fit yeah they still fit I think, and uh, other than blue eyes and green eyes i think that's the only difference like and really, size, you know, any description fits certain lighting you can't really tell it's one or no. the other so yeah i don't even know what color my eyes are they're either blue or green i have no idea um <laughs> So if somebody was writing about a fanfic, me and a fanfic, I don't know how they describe me because it would just depend. <laughs> I don't even know what color to put on my driver's license. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I've, I, I've, I've alternated each time. I'm like, eh. <laughs> it's like person it's, with the DMV. I'm like, how do they look to you? <laughs> it's so. like you know, minor like blue or green, but mostly gray. So you pick. So yeah, you pick. Yeah. <laughs> that muddied <laughs> in between color. And, 
And I've no, I've never been pulled over by a cop where he's looked at it and been like, well, it looks exactly like you, except mm, <laughs> step out of the car, please. <sighs> All right. So the next one that we read was a crossover um, from Harry Potter and the MCU. It was a, it was a mild shield shock. It wasn't really a full shield shock, um, but it was a, a Stephen Darcy esque. Harry Potter crossover of uh, Darcy about everybody in the MCU being at Hogwarts, um, which I've I've read two maybe three in my life of these, and I thought this was really cute. Um, it's called Honey Badge. That's not <laughs> did not write that. <laughs> I said Honey Badges. It's Honey Badgers <laughs> Eat Snakes um, by oof, these these names um <laughs> maui's flowers is the easier one and i'm sorry <laughs> i i totally blanked that i even sent that to you so i was like oh yeah just, you're like what the hell are you talking about i didn't read anything this week um no, so, i'm horrible uh, <laughs> i no, I literally, since I've sent that to you, have gone through everything on fanfiction.net and everything on AO3 that is <laughs> Oliver Chloe and Lex Chloe. He's just been on a binge. <laughs> oh, I've, I have to have had read in the last like three or four weeks, I have to have read over two, three hundred fix. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh my God! If Shipper City ever needs a librarian, you're you're a shoe in for the job. You're gonna as long as it's in queen. the back, as long as it's the pairings I like. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> we need a guru for this exact these exact <laughs> pairings. You are our girl. Um, so the yeah, so the the Honey Badgers Eat Snakes is written by Molly's Flowers, and I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher it. So I'm starting with an apology. Um, reveal numinacy. That's not right at all. Um, I apologize, but that's as close as we're going to get. This is a... a, The MCU characters are at Hogwarts. Uh, Darcy is... It's a sorting hat. Yeah, sorting (laughs) hat fic. Um, Darcy is sorted into Hufflepuff, where she belongs. Um, She she thinks she wants to go to Ravenclaw, but the hat talks her into... Like, he's like, you don't really want to go to Ravenclaw. You just think you do because Jane is there. And she's like, correct. So he sorts her into Hufflepuff, um, <clears throat> which I, I 100% agree with. And uh, Bucky is also in Hufflepuff, um, which I could see. Yeah. And then Steve mm-hmm. is sorted into Slytherin. Which was very interesting take on that one. I I could see it though. I could because see it. I could see it. But when at the we same time, meet, it's like you know, that's saying. not the first impression. It's not the first impression. But no. when we meet our sweet baby angel Stephen Grant, he is committing a felony. Yep. The most recent <laughs> of like eight felonies in a row that he has attempted to commit. Um, he just keeps doing it. So like, I feel like, I, I feel like they're not out of left field, you know, no. that, that Steve can be pretty cunning and pretty conniving when he wants to be, um, to get with and when he's tiny, he had to be. <clears throat> and when he's tiny, he had to be. And he does start out as tiny, small in this fic. I wanted this to be a big, long fic. I wanted to see so much more. 
of of the MCU Harry Potter world because she does she does fast forward um, yeah from from Sorting Hat Day to then all of a sudden they're in their seventh year and Steve's a refrigerator <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, with a heart of gold and Darcy of course is surprised by that because she thinks that all Slytherins are bad um, just goes to show that nobody should hinge their entire personality on a single trait like we do in the Harry Potter books. Um, but yeah, I liked this a lot. I thought it was really fun. And because it was so removed from the actual Potterverse, like it was just, let's take our MCU faves and plop them into Hogwarts. Um, it, it didn't feel like JK Rowling had anything to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> Which was nice. Um, so yeah, I so think that that's was... the one that that touches the most on, uh, you know, fixing, taking control of the yes. universe from the creator. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And then um, the last one that you had sent me uh, was a Nevers fanfic, which I had to wait until I watched the whole. <laughs> thing um to read it but i'm glad that i did uh so it's called called out in the dark by raindrops and raindrops actually gets my my uh pen name of the week because it's spelled r-e-i-n-d-r-o-p-s um which is pretty adorable so raindrops called out in the dark it's a missing moment fic which i love um do you remember sending me this one yes i do remember that one because <laughs> okay. i was scrolling through uh, this morning i was like you know what i'm gonna go back and check the ones but it was different emails so i totally missed the harry potter one. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in there um well i'm glad I, it was a nice little surprise for you to remember that one um but caught out in the dark is a penance and augie fic and it's just a conversation after the events of episode five um it's very very sweet it's super g-rated and um, a nice little character study into was my favorite character was Penance in the Nevers, um, but yeah, I thought it was very soft mm-hmm. and just very. This is very nice. It's a nice way to end my yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice little end to my afternoon. It's just this this nice little Penance and Augie fic. I was reading it while my while my jam was cooking today. I made strawberry rhubarb jam for the first time. Ooh. Um. Yeah, it took way longer than I expected. I'll probably never do it again. But <laughs> my favorite thing to do is frozen cherries. Like mm-hmm. you get them, at, like you know, just the the plain frozen cherries. Yeah, and boil them with amaretto and sugar. Ooh! So just boozy cherries and just pour that them over ice cream. Great! Oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> um, all right. Well, adding that to the list of things I'm doing. <laughs> Probably next weekend, but uh, all right, make a list. Boozy cherries. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> writing it down because <laughs> that sounds amazing. Um, but yeah, so the so the fix that we read were all great. They were uh, kind of a divergence from from what we've been talking about lately, um, which has been a lot of MCU and whatnot. Um, of course, we did just talk about the outsiders last week so that was that was a divergence but (laughs) this was um this was so nice ratchet thank you so much for joining me this week thank you Um, for having me (laughs) this was a great conversation i hope that you will come back 
Um, I have to think of another topic. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I might even do some own work on my own podcast and come up with something for us to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Lazy piece of shit. These last few weeks, everybody keeps bringing me topics, and I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, we we all get super busy, and you're actually putting something out every week, so. I don't mind if you right. listen to it afterwards. You sure do. Um, you sure do. So thank you again so much for joining me. Thank you guys for listening. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you for this great topic. I had so much fun with you. And you are welcome back in Chipper City anytime. Thank you. Of course. Um, all right. So you guys enjoy your fix. Uh, I'm going to link again to the Terragene Chronicles uh, in the show notes if you haven't had a chance to read it yet. Do yourself a favor. Enjoy some really great sci-fi from this lovely author that we had the pleasure of speaking with this week. And take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And above all else, as always, get your ship together. 